They're gliding baseball rags. See the pitcher throw and strike them out. You got them going. Uh-oh. They're gliding baseball rags. Don't you be a quitter. Show them you're a heavy hitter. Some classy curve the pitcher twirling. Go on, kids. Spin without a whirling. Hey, soak it out. Soak it out. Make a home run. Ball. Strike. Stay hit. First base. Make second. You're up. First. Keep it going, sonny. Make me win a lot of money. Don't stop until you're touching third. You're a holy terror. Center fielder made an error. Slide, slide. You made a good beginning, for you know that your team always makes a winning when you play ball and sing that baseball rag. Hello there, everybody, and welcome to the Friday, May 26th edition of Free Baseball, the podcast that goes into extra innings to bring you the best in observation, insight, and analysis of our national pastime. I'm your host, Robert Cadera. Before we start today's program, I'd like to remind you a couple of weeks ago, I mentioned a friend of mine who had a uh, health issue that came up and was in Columbia Presbyterian Hospital. Mal Collins is one of the great baseball fans, very knowledgeable, and I had the good fortune to talk to him on the phone two days ago. I'd like to say congratulations, Mal. Day by day, getting closer to a full recovery. We hope you enjoy today's show. Last year, during the 2022 Major League season, baseball ran a promotional theme on television, on the streaming networks, Let the Kids Play. And the point, I think, was to emphasize the young, exciting talent that was coming into baseball and all the excitement and skills that they were bringing to our viewing pleasure. I think the four top players that they focused on were Shohei Otani, Ronald Acuna, Mike Trout, and Aaron Judge. It's no mystery that baseball is becoming more and more an international game. And I think it's true even more so when you focus on the younger talent. It certainly was a point driven home to me as I watched the World Baseball Classic this spring. Otani is Japanese. Acuna is from Venezuela. Mike Trout is a white American. Aaron Judge is a black American. There is talent everywhere. And baseball is really sparing no expense to root that talent out and develop it for the benefit of the game. I'm going to make a couple of recommendations here. If you want to keep up on the who's who and the young talent that's on its way to the major leagues, I would recommend that you follow two publications. These are online sources, and one of them is also a monthly magazine. First, I would recommend Baseball America. It's a magazine that's been around for at least 30, 35 years now. I have my copy of the original magazine when it was called the All-American Baseball News and had a picture of a young college player, Kevin McReynolds, that they thought was going to be a star. That turned out to be true. They also have an online website and Uh, I would recommend them for the skinny on what's going on down on the farm. Many of you may also play fantasy baseball. You may be a member of a league. And for you, I would like to recommend Baseball Prospectus, which looks at the young talent on its way to the majors 
and evaluates it within the prism or through the prism of career value. So Baseball America and Baseball Prospectus are two sources that you'll hear me citing often here on Free Baseball. Today, we're going to focus on the Baseball Prospectus list of the top 10 minor league prospects at the start of this year. We've had two months of the season now, and we're going to take a, a short survey and look at these players that they so highly recommended and see just how well they're doing. Okay, baseball prospectus. We're going to work backwards from 10 to 1 and see just how well their predictions for the top talent in the minor leagues and the top young talent in baseball are doing. Number 10, they have Jackson Chorio, who is an outfielder for the Milwaukee Brewers. He's 19 years old. He's playing in double A. That's very young to be playing upper-level baseball. He's hitting 239 on base, 287, slugging 371, 658 OPS. So-so. He's in the Southern League, which some of you may not know is experimenting with a new baseball this year, and it's depressing all of the hitting stats throughout the league. They have an extra tacky baseball so that pitchers get firmer grips. They can throw breaking balls uh, with greater effectiveness, I think, and many of the young hitters in the Southern League are struggling, and Jackson Churio is among them. The number nine prospect, according to Baseball Prospectus, is Jackson Holiday. He's in the Baltimore Oriole chain. He, too, is 19 years old. He started the year in low A ball. He's in the high A classification now. He is a shortstop second baseman. You might recognize the name. He's the son of Matt Holiday, who had a long and successful major league career uh, even played for the Yankees, played a lot of years for the Colorado Rockies. His son, Jackson Holiday was the first overall pick in last June, uh, July's draft by the Orioles. He started the year in low A, and he was hitting 392 with a 667 slugging average. After the first three weeks, they bumped him up to a higher classification, high A ball. He's hitting 398 there, and he's slugging 693, even better. These are astounding numbers. He has more walks than strikeouts and 11 stolen bases in 11 attempts. So there's a name to keep on, uh, on your list, Jackson Holiday. Going into this season, baseball prospectus identified Grayson Rodriguez as the best pitching prospect in the minor leagues. He also is in the Orioles chain. He is a right-handed pitcher, 
23 years old. He started the year in AAA, made a few starts, and the Orioles brought him up. So far, he's made nine starts for Baltimore. He has a 2-1 record, an ERA of 6.21, which is not good. 10.71 strikeouts per nine innings. That'll get some attention. The interesting thing about Rodriguez, he is feast or famine so far in his major league career and striving for greater consistency. He has five starts in which his cumulative earned run average is 2.10, which would be among the leaders in the American League, except for the other four starts he'd made, where his earned run average was 12.68. Uh, young pitching, it will never fail to break your heart. Nevertheless, Rodriguez is number eight on their list. Just ahead of him is Anthony Volpe. Yankee fans out there will cheer this one. Anthony was a former number one pick of the Yanks. He's 22 years old. He's a shortstop. He's got power. He's got speed. And he is the Yankees' starting shortstop. Oh. Oh. He's hitting 199 with a 284 on base, a 365 slugging. That's uh, that's not going to build your career. On the other hand, he's got seven home runs and he's stolen 13 bases on the major league level in 13 attempts. The Yankees believe very highly in Anthony Volpe, and if he learns better plate discipline. He's got 62 strikeouts and about 200 plate appearances. But if he learns to be more selective at the plate, he's certainly got a future in New York. Number six on the baseball prospectus list was Corbin Carroll. He's a 22-year-old outfielder for the Diamondbacks. I saw him play in spring training. The kid's got a lot of skills. He is the starting left fielder right now for the Diamondbacks. He's hitting 286 with a lofty 380 on base percentage. He's slugging 509. He's got seven homers, 14 stolen bases. He was the early season favorite to be the National League Rookie of the Year, and he's done nothing to disprove that so far. Corbin Carroll, if he continues, will be a star. Number five on the prospectus list is Ellie Dela Cruz of the Cincinnati Reds. I've seen this guy play. He is a walking tool shed. He plays shortstop and third base. He's 21 years old and he's playing triple A baseball. He's hitting 283, on base 383, slugging 608. He's got eight home runs. His strikeout rate is down as he's gone up through the minors. His walk rate is up, and I expect that he'll be called up soon, perhaps even the uh, during the month of June. I expect to see him in Cincinnati before the All-Star break. Whether he's a shortstop or a third baseman long-term remains to be seen. Number four is Francisco Alvarez of the New York Mets. 
He's a catcher. He's 21 years old, and he is the Mets' number one catcher this year. They started him in AAA and brought him up right around the beginning of May. So far, he's hitting 261. He's slugging 518, and he's got six home runs. The thing about Alvarez that I have been amazed at is the quality of his defense. He hasn't thrown out a high percentage of base stealers, but then very few catchers in the majors have this year with the bigger bases and the restrictions on pitchers throwing over to first. But Alvarez is a master at age 21, a master of framing pitches. A sign of his defensive ability is listening to what Max Scherzer and Justin Verlander have to say about throwing to Alvarez. They love him. Now, keep in mind, this is a 21-year-old kid. He won't be 22 until November. To find somebody like that who can also hit with power and who can hold his own behind the plate on the major league level, uh, the Mets have a future star here, I think. Number three on the baseball prospectus list is James Wood. Now, this kid is really young, but he kind of looks like Dave Parker already. He's an outfielder for the Washington Nationals. He's 20 years old, and he's playing in high A ball. He's six foot seven and about 240 pounds. He's hitting 299. His on base is 393. And his slugging is 576. He's got seven home runs and has driven in 34 runs in only 40 games. He started the year hurt, but he's made up for lost time. He's stolen seven bases in eight attempts. I expect to see James Wood promoted to double A very, very soon. That brings us to the top two prospects according to baseball prospectus. Uh, the number two prospect is Jordan Walker of the Cardinals. He's 21 years old. He came up as a third baseman, but they don't have an opening at third base in St. Louis, so they moved Walker to right field, started him in the outfield, and he started the season in St. Louis. He opened up his career with a 12-game hitting streak, which tied the major league record. But surprisingly, two weeks later, he was demoted despite hitting 272 for the Cardinals because his defense in right field was so bad and he had 20 strikeouts to three walks. So Walker is now in AAA. He's hitting 242, 342 on base, and a rather disappointing 389 slugging. But don't fear, St. Louis fans. Jordan Walker will be back soon, and I think he's going to be a cornerstone of that franchise as an outfielder, right field or left field. He can't play center. The number one prospect going into this year, according to baseball prospectus, was another Oriole. That's three of the top 10. And this is Gunnar Henderson, who's 21 years old now. He will be all season long. He made the Orioles coming out of spring training. He played for them briefly last year. He's an infielder, shortstop, third base. He's done some DHing. With expectations comes pressure. 
And Gunnar Henderson started out the year miserably. Now, after being hot, he's hitting 210. He's got a 347 on base and a 391 slugging percentage. He's at 166 plate appearances. He struck out 51 times. And he admitted to reporters the other day that he started out trying to be too perfect and live up to all the hype, and it really cost him. They benched him for about a week. He was playing through a sore wrist, but they benched him for other reasons as well, I think. He's come back now in the last 10 games. He's hit 316 with a 548 slugging average. So time will tell, I think, whether Henderson just got off to a bad start and whether what we're seeing now is the real Gunnar Henderson or not. He better be good because there are lots of talented young players, especially infielders, behind him in the Orioles' system on their way up. So there you have it. The top 10 Major League prospects going into the year according to Baseball Prospectus and a look at what they've done the first two months. We'll come back to this at the end of the year and see what happened to these kids, whether they all turned it around or all maintained a uh, successful approach to Major League Baseball, whether their stock has risen or fallen. In a few weeks, we'll take a look at Baseball America's midseason top 100 prospects. This is something they do every year, and, uh, and we'll do a comparison between that and the players cited here in Baseball Prospectus. That's it for this segment of Free Baseball. Jane, take us on to the next section where we look at an unsung hero and at this week's trivia question. This week's unsung hero knows what it's like to go from the bottom to the top. If I asked you right now who has been the most effective pitcher statistically in Major League Baseball in 2023, I'll bet none of you would guess Yanier Cano. Yanier Cano. You know. Yanier Cano of the Baltimore Orioles. We're talking about a lot of Orioles today. Anyway, Yenier Cano is 29 years old, born in Havana, Cuba. He played three years in the Cuban National League when he was 19, 20, and 21, and then three years when he didn't pitch for anyone. His first assignment in American baseball was in the Gulf Coast League with the Twins in 2019. That's a rookie league, but he was 25, must have been the oldest guy in the league. Anyway, Cano had two cups of coffee last year as a relief pitcher for the Minnesota Twins. He pitched 13 and two-thirds innings and had an ERA of 9.22. Somehow, the Orioles decided it would be a good idea to pick him up, so they got him 
to pitch four and a third innings in September, and he rewarded them with an earned run average of 18.69, which is more than two runs per innings pitched. Somehow, he made the Orioles roster this year. And since he was called up in the first week of the season, he's pitched in 21 games. And Yannier Cano, in those 26 and two-thirds innings, has allowed 11 hits, two runs. He has 29 strikeouts and one walk. He's got one win, no losses. He's had four save opportunities. He's registered four saves. His ERA is 0.68, and his whip is 0.45, the lowest in the major leagues. So, hats off to our unsung hero, Yanir Cano. Now, I'm not telling you that he's going to do this the rest of the year, but let's give credit where it's due. A guy nobody figured would be pitching in the major leagues so far is the most effective pitcher of them all. Last week's trivia question centered around the American League batting champion from 1954. Officially, Bobby Avila of the Cleveland Indians, who hit 344, was given the award. He was the batting champ. Back then, in order to qualify, a hitter had to have 3.1 at-bats for every game played. That would be 477 official at-bats in a 154-game season. Today's measurement is that a batter needs 3.1 plate appearances, which would include walks, per game, or 502 plate appearances for the season. The player who finished second to Avila under the old rules would have won the batting championship if today's rules had been in effect then. Who was he? Well, this was an easy one. Who he was was Teddy Ballgame, Ted Williams, the greatest left-handed hitter of his era or perhaps any other. Yes, Ted Williams would have had yet another batting championship if today's rules applied in 1954. But before you start to cry over Ted Williams' misfortune, keep in mind that the splendid splinter won six other batting championships during his illustrious career. This was the only one for Avila. He never came close in any other year. Okay, let's move on now. This week's trivia question continues a theme that we began earlier in the broadcast, the Baltimore Orioles, rookies, and infielders. In 1960, the Baltimore Orioles chirped with glee when this rookie second baseman hit 267 in 152 games and stole 10 bases while playing Sterling defense. But the following year, he lost his job to Jerry Adair, and this glowing rookie from 1960 never played regularly for the remainder of his four-year career. Can you name the Baltimore Oriole rookie second baseman in 1960. That's a tough one. That's it for this week. Next week's show, we're going to be taking an in-depth look at the role that artificial intelligence plays in Major League Baseball. And I bet you thought that the owners had no intelligence whatsoever. 
The Free Baseball Podcast is brought to you by Black Range Publishing, producers of the Gabe McKenna Mystery Series and the Black Range Pub Podcast. You can find us at www.blackrangepublishing.com. Free Baseball can also be found at the following podcast platforms, Buzzsprout, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and Audible. Come back and enjoy Free Baseball every Friday. I'm your host, Robert Cadera. Thanks for stopping by. See you next week. (laughs) 